afternoon, and welcome to Cover to Cover Open Book. I'm Amelia Gonzalez, your host for this afternoon. During this half hour, we're going to be talking about the 30th anniversary of the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts in the Mission District in San Francisco. There'll be a series of events taking place to mark this event, entitled Corazón en Fiesta. And to talk more about this, we are pleased to have Jenny Rodriguez, the Executive Director of the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. Bienvenida a KPFA and Cover to Cover Open Book. Muchas gracias. Thank you, Amelia. I wanted to start with the history because it's such a rich history of not only the Center for Latino Arts, which is what uh, the Mission Cultural Center has focused on, but the history of the Mission District as well. So maybe you could give us a little of la historia de the Mission Cultural Center. Well, which is part of our mission too. Basically, Mission Cultural Center started back in 1977 formally. We know that you know groups start much earlier than when they incorporate themselves, but basically in 1977 and it was a group of uh, community artists and, and residents uh, activists from the community who were concerned about the fact that there was not a space you know for the cultural and artistic programming in the area in the community and basically um, this group and other groups from other communities lobbied to the city and through uh, all these um, efforts uh, came um, some support from the Board of Supervisors through the um, um, Equity um, uh, Enterprise Initiative. And through that, uh, some groups were given spaces in their community so that they could produce and showcase the local um, um, artists. So out of that was born the Mission Cultural Center, the South of Market uh, Cultural Center, the Native American Cultural Center, the um, um, African Cultural Center as well. Uh, so and the Baby Opera House. So all these groups uh, came out of that initiative and collective effort from the community. So it started off as the Palmetto Museum, right? That's correct. Yeah, and uh, and now in um, most well, not most recently, but in uh, the '90s, you uh, merged with uh, La Raza Graphics, That's which correct. is also another art center of sorts. Yeah, that was another um, community um, non-profit organization that also uh, did a lot of um, graphic work. And also they were training people into the, the graphic design, you know, at the very early stages. At that point, we merged and some of uh, we inherited um, the, the graphics, the images, you know, and the prints that were produced. And they were merged with ours from La, uh, Misión Gráfica. And at this point, we are in the process of uh, uh, sorting, digitizing, and cataloging all this information so that we can make it um, accessible to the public. And there's been a lot of activities that the Mission Cultural Center has been involved with that have become part of the fabric of the Mission District or even San Francisco, if we look at it a little broader. And that is the events such as the Day of the Dead festivities that they were, they were unknown really. The Día de los Muertos was not something that was very, very well known until the Mission Cultural Center decided to develop that as a, as a day. And now it's, uh, really uh, something that has taken, become part of the fabric of San Francisco. Can you talk about that? Well, Dia de los Muertos is composed of both things. There's the exhibits and there's also the procession, you know, that goes on, uh, that starts on Bryant and 24th and goes all the way in the mission and then goes back to um, to Garfield Park. And that was instituted by Galeria de la Raza. 
Later on, it was picked up by another group called Comité de Rescate Cultural that is up to present, you know, uh, having uh, putting together the procession. It's just that we work together with them because Mission Cultural Center always has uh, an exhibit and tours for the community, and they merge and all the procession stops at Mission Cultural Center and many of the artists that participate exhibit, you know, in a collaborative effort with Mission Cultural Center. But it's been going on for the last uh, 20 or so years. And we're very proud that it's, it's, it's a celebration that still continues. And has grown very much. Also. So the Mission Cultural Center has grown quite a bit. And I wonder if you could describe some of the programs because there you've incorporated the performing arts, you've incorporated the visual arts. And if you could spend some time describing all the programs that you have going because they're pretty comprehensive. Yes, we are a multidisciplinary arts organization. Uh, we have um, several things going on. We have uh, two galleries where we showcase work all year long. And the one coming next uh, Friday is the one that I later on will talk a little bit more in detail. But uh, this we do in collaboration with other community artists. And sometimes we have solo shows or special shows that we do internationally uh, with, with other groups. Also, we have a theater that sits approximately 150. Um, that's the capacity where we do lots of performances during the year, again, in partnerships and collaborations. Today, we're bringing the group Elegua from Venezuela uh, in collaboration with the Venezuelan embassy. It's approximately 10 women percussionists who are coming uh, to present their work, and it's going to be very well attended, I know, you know, people have, are telling me. Uh, we also have a youth program. We made a decision back, you know, seven years ago that we wanted to put our main effort and focus into youth because we understand that this will be the future artists in the community and the future art consumers as well. And we feel that they need to be trained the same way that kids are trained in sports, they need to be trained in the arts also. So we have a Sabado Infantil, which is for the little kids, the smallest, then we have the after-school program, and we also have the summer program, which is happening right now, and the kids are getting ready for a show this coming Friday. So that's with the youth program. We also have a multimedia department where we have um, videos and produce graphic design for all the work and the programming that we do as a supporting department. Then we have Mission Grafica, which is our very own silk, uh, screen printing facility, where we uh, print T-shirts, posters, prints, and it's very, um, it's, it's in the tradition of the old seal screen uh, methods, and we also teach engraving and have workshops, uh, special workshops, and we also work with some schools, like um, with the Mexican Museum, with Horace Mann, with Drew Preparatory School. So it's, we do a little bit of everything, plus we are a community organization where we open our doors and provide space also for our community to meet and discuss relevant issues that pertain to the community. So we do a little bit of everything, but our main focus, of course, is the arts and the culture. Is most of the um, the changes or incorporating more, uh, like you say, much more of a diverse interdisciplinary focus on the arts, has that been the, the natural growth of the Mission Cultural Center or is that the need that is in the community? Well, spaces determine, you know, the kind of activity that we do. Um, the center, the facilities that we are operating in were a furniture store years ago. They were never meant to house 
25 computers, you know, and 35 classes happening on a, on a, on a weekly basis and all the, the, the activity that goes on in the place. So there's things that much as we would like to offer, we can, you know, like pottery or sculpture that we have been, you know, asked many times to do. So that, those are things that we will be considering in the future, maybe as a satellite, um, venues where we can do these things. But basically, um, our, our main focus is, uh, the performing arts, um, the visual arts exhibits and also the, the art classes. My guest is Jenny Rodriguez, the executive director of the Mission Cultural Center for Latino Arts. And we're talking about the celebration that's going to be taking place starting tonight, which is marking the 30th anniversary with a series titled Corazón en Fiesta. And so let's move to talking about the celebrations mm-hmm. that that are going to be taking place. You have an extraordinary list of artists that are participating in your art exhibition as well as um, the art that's for sale. If you could talk a little bit about the artists uh, such as people know Esther Hernandez who's been someone very much established here in the Bay Area but if you could talk a little bit more about maybe the artists that we don't know so much about. Well, I am not the the gallery expert, you know, uh-huh. for that I would say that the gallery curator and coordinator, which is uh, Patricia Rodriguez and the assistant Carolina Lucero, would be the ones most, uh, I would say, um, devoted to this uh-huh. kind of, 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 of explanation. But anyways, um, we have, what we wanted was to give the opportunity to the artist to in some way give back to the center in its 30th anniversary and also um, as any other organization trying to raise additional funds so that we continue the work um, that we've been doing for the last 30 years and we put out a call um, very humbly we put out a call and, and invited artists to see if they could donate some work for us to have this art sale and it was amazing. To this point, we have almost 77 artists who have uh, donated their work, you know, for this um, for, for this event. So we have um, like um, Adrián Arias, Luis Arias Vera, Alejandra Bloom, uh, Francisco Camplis, Juan Fuentes, Esther Hernández, Catherine Herrera, um, Carolina Lucero, Susan Matthews. Lynette Morales, um, Sandra Ortiz-Taylor, Pepe Osan, Maria Pinedo, uh, Nina Reyes-Rosenberg, Calixto Robles, Spain Rodríguez, Ana Simpson, um, Luis Vázquez Gómez, Maria Candelaria, René Yáñez. Well, there's so many that, you know, it would take us longer <laughs> to go over, but we are so honored we are really appreciative of the fact that these artists have come forth and say presente to support Mission Cultural Center in its 30th anniversary. That's right. You went through the list of some of the artists that are participating. And the age span is from 20 years old to 80 years old. Oh, and yes. It sounds like you've got a lot of different countries represented. And we're hoping that, uh, you, that there's a lot of art that will be for sale as well, right? Yes. Okay, and this is all donated by the artists? It's all donated by the artists. And if I may say, uh, we are also, as, as, uh, to supplement, we want to, for the community to see, you know, that art collecting is something that is worth doing. 
They need to start looking at the art that the artists are producing, appreciate it. And it's a valuable thing to, to have too. So we're having on August the 1st and a workshop on how to collect art. And we're having uh, Jamie Bronson, who's a teacher, a critic, and he's an independent curator, and he's going to be directing this workshop. So basically, how does a beginning collector find affordable and interesting art to buy? Mm-hmm. So that's, that's complimentary. Then on Saturday the 25th, uh, we're going to have the art sale. That's when everybody's invited to come in, have a little bit of, you know, chocolate and, and uh, meet with everybody, schmooze a little bit and come look at the work and buy it. That's the opportunity to come in and do. Go for the art. <laughs> <laughs> That's August 25th? That's August the 25th, which is a Saturday from 11 to 5.30. But the opening start, begins this, um, the opening will be this Friday. From 7 to 10 p.m. is the opening reception for this wonderful art exhibit. And we invite everybody to get there. Do people need tickets or need to no, make reservations? they don't need to. Go? The admission is $5 mm-hmm. and that'll be it. Okay. My guest is Jenny Rodriguez, and we're talking about the 30th anniversary celebration that's taking place that's going to be kicked off later tonight at 7 o'clock at the Mission Cultural Center for Latin Arts, which is on Mission Street and 24th. And I don't have the exact address, but... It's 2868 Mission Street. Right. It's right there on 24th Street. BART station. You get up there and just walk half a block towards 25th. That's right, and that's taking place later this evening, 7 p.m. And let's go back to some of other the, the other events that you were talking about. And, you know, it's funny because my daughter is a, a painter, uh-huh. and, and it's interesting that you're having a workshop on uh, how to collect art because we're, you know, we're trying to be supportive, but we don't know how uh-huh. <laughs> right, in terms right. of supporting her art and supporting that freedom of expression, especially because we're both, my husband and I are both activists. We've, you know, been involved, but, and she's not necessarily a, um, what should I say, expresses herself politically. It's uh-huh. very intimate. And I just wondered... How important is that to uh, support artists to have their own voice? And sometimes it's not necessarily, sometimes it's very political, sometimes it's very intimate and very personal. And how do you make space as an executive director of a cultural center for for both things and Uh, everything in between? Basically, I would say that we, um, most of our exhibits are collective, meaning that we put a call and we invite um, the, the local artists and the community artists to participate and we have some guidelines as to the theme you know that we want and more or less uh, the concept but we let the artists within that concept you know and that thing to express themselves and we feel that that's the way that they begin within a certain structure to develop you know their style and their concepts as well. Some of them, out of that first experience, have felt that, gee, yes, I could do it, you know, this is how I could, you know, continue on my way. And most of them have come like five years later, totally developed, already, you know, showing their work at other venues and maybe teaching themselves. They come back and teach. So it's it's just the opportunity. It's like the, the, the first step for some of them to start developing themselves and, and realizing that they uh, could do something very valuable and that they just need the time and the space and the opportunity just to produce it. 
So I think that the center is instrumental in facilitating this process. Well, you say that you put those calls out. Is it normally to artists that have already done that, or do you do it through the high school programs that you mentioned, or how do you go about doing that outreach for those that might not necessarily even know about the Mission Cultural Center? For example, for Dia de los Muertos, we always try to have uh, the educational institutions involved. We always put a call to the elementary schools, to the middle schools, to high schools, to city colleges, to you know San Francisco State. So we would like representation from each single level, you know, educational level there at the center. We work with their um, uh, community uh, um, liaisons. Uh, with some of the teachers that we identify are devoted to the arts and we keep in close contact with them through the tours they come they many times you know they bring say 20 to 30 students today uh, before I came here we had like 30 students young people who were there with Patricia Rodriguez giving them you know uh, some explanation about the gallery about the work the Latino work that we exhibit and it was it was great we do that on a on a regular basis and that's how we continue uh, to educate and to keep people involved and to have you know to pick their interest into what the center has to offer how important is it to be in the mission? Well, the mission, um, of course, demographics have changed. And um, at some point, there were some situations that uh, were triggering um, the cultural activity and the artistic arti activity of the center. Years ago, by back in 1977, it was the... Um, the war-torn countries, you know, Salvador, Nicaragua, uh, Guatemala, were, you know, were going through lots of war and, 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 um, and turmoil. And not that these things don't happen at present in some way, but that was basically, it was something very intense and something that motivated a lot of our artists, you know, into producing and sharing um, the problem, the, you know, the problematic of the time. So I would say that we are in different times right now. There is more time for reflection, but at the same time, arts continue to be um, the motivating factor and also the way that we express how we see ourselves, you know, as Latinos, how we see ourselves in a human, as human beings and also in the global community. And I think that the coming of the Internet has opened so much uh, the, the, the cross-cultural um, uh, ferment, you know, of mm -hmm. the community. And I feel that even though it has changed, most, com most um, residents that were there before because of a big housing situation where you can no longer continue to live in the mission sometimes because it's, it's gotten very expensive. Right. So right. you see all these families have to move to other places, San Pablo, Hercules, etc. And, uh, and real estate is so expensive that you have other people moving in. So things are changing. I mean, there's no denying it. But still the center continues with the same focus to offer, you know, um, um, the best that we can, the best of our artists, having the opportunity for people to come and at a very accessible um, fee come in and share with professional artists that have, you know, lots of expertise and skills to pass on. So 
we are aware that things are changing, but we continue to uh, press on the promotion and the dissemination of the culture. Mm -hmm. And so I guess you're reaching out more to those communities that maybe historically you weren't reaching out to, like San Pablo, like you said, like Hercules and uh, and that kind of stuff. So so the the community is kind of broader? At some point, we're also like the only cultural center around, but, you know, Mm -hmm. galleries and museums Mm -hmm. have proliferated. Many Latino artists are um, partnering with other groups, and and I think that that's the way to be. I mean, there should be not only one, but there should be ten Latino cultural centers because there's so much work and there's so many styles and so much richness that I think that we need more spaces so that we can continue to do this work. Multifold. (laughs) (laughs) My guest is Jenny Rodriguez, and we're talking about the Mission Cultural Center and the work that they are doing. And if you are just joining us, they are celebrating their 30th anniversary and uh, starting off with a wonderful, wonderful exhibit that's starting tonight, July 20th, at the Mission Cultural Center. Finally, I did want to ask you, this is the 30th anniversary, as we've been saying, what are the goals for the next uh, 30 years? Oh, wow, that's uh, quite a big question. Uh, I would say we would like to continue in the same vein as 30 years ago. And our goal and our mission is to continue to promote, to preserve, and to develop the Latino art forms and art culture. We would like to be the first place for Latinos who come to the area to come, you know, and see that this is to feel at home and to be able to share with us their experiences artistically and culturally and also to be able to pass that on, not only to those who are not Lati- to the Latinos, but to people who are interested in the Latino arts and in the Latino culture. So to be continue to be that bridge, to continue to be the, the home for the Latinos uh, in, in arts and culture, and also to be able to share and disseminate our work, you know, to whomever is interested in coming and because we have a space and we intend to fill that space in the community. That's the voice of Jenny Rodriguez, who's the executive director of the Mission Culture Center for Latino Arts. And we've been talking about the history of the Mission Culture Center, as well as their 30th anniversary that's taking place starting off tonight at the Mission Cultural Center in the Mission on 24th and Mission Street. For more information, you can go to missionculturalcenter.org. And I wanted to ask you, are, are there other activities that are taking place that people should know about? Well, we've been celebrating all year long. You know, that <laughs> Corazón and Fiesta has been partying all, all year long. In fact, we just came from uh, Carnaval back in, in May. Right. And we won like a third uh, grand prize in the Caribbean category. And then we won several other prizes. So we're so proud that we had like 150 contingent and we are going to go to get the awards pretty soon. But um, we will culminate the event in a big gala, uh, uh, a big gala reception where we will be honoring seven uh, community artists that have been selected by the community and also one community organization. So at this awards gala, which will be on September 7th, uh, which will be at the Green Room of the War Memorial Performing Arts Center, we will be uh, honoring these um, artists and we will also be having a nice party. We're going to have nice food. El Conjunto Alegre is going to be there. We're going to have flamenco by the Andanza Spanish Art. 
arts and also tango from uh, wow. Argent Tango dancers. So it's going to be a cultural and artistic program. We're going to be giving the awards and we're going to have a big pachanga. So we really would like to invite everybody now to please get together on for our awards gala on September the 7th. And they could find out more about this on the website? Everything is in our website. Okay, that's Mission Cultural Center, one word, dot O-R-G. Jenny, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much, Amelia. been listening to Open Book, Friday's edition of Cover to Cover. If you have any questions or comments about what you've heard, you can call our comment line at 510-848-6767, extension 622, or email me at amelia at kpfa.org. With Erica Bridgman at the controls, I've been your host, Amelia Gonzalez, thanking you for listening. Y'all ready to settle down and get with this? Calling all women and friends of women. Listen up and listen out for the Women's Magazine here on KPFA. The Women's Magazine airs every Monday except the last Monday of the month from 1 to 2 p.m. For more information, call 510-848-6767, extension 608, or on the web at www.kpfa.org forward slash women's magazine. Check us out.
Anticipating the Berkeley performance of Zappa Plays Zappa, Gary Inn presents material from throughout Frank Zappa's career, including some rare live gems. Tune in for a chance to win tickets and pick up your Zappa favorites for the next show. That's Emergency Circus, July 22nd from 10 p.m. to 1 a.m. And you are listening to 94.1 KPFA in Berkeley, 89.3 KPFB in Berkeley, 88.1 KFCF in Fresno, and online at kpfa.org. The time is just about 3.30. Stay tuned next for Free Speech Radio News. This is Free Speech Radio News for Friday, July 20th, 2007. Filling in for Ada Bogado, I'm Mitch Jezerich at Pacifica Station, WBAI in New York. The White House asserts that the Justice Department will never be allowed to pursue contempt charges initiated by Congress 